Thank you for listening, and we hope this message will strengthen and help you in your walk with God. Let's open our Bibles to Matthew 24. And the Lord put this back on my heart. I know I ministered it a while back, but he put it back in my heart this week to bring this morning. So this is what we're getting. In Matthew 24, it says, verse 36, But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only, that as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days they were before the flood, they were eating, drinking, marrying, giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and knew not until the flood came and took them all away, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. So Jesus, this is in red, so Jesus is speaking to us. That means we need to pay attention. We need to look at what he's saying so that we can be aware of the days that we are living in. So we're not ignorant. Jesus does not want us ignorant of the days that we are living in. And he made it very clear again in verse 37, but as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. So he's giving us a sign that we need to look at, we need to observe, we need to look at this sign and say, what is he saying? And he's saying in the days of Noah, there was eating and drinking and being marrying, people doing life, but life without God kind of like we are today and so we're going to look at Genesis 6 and we're going to go back and I'm going to take you back 5,000 years pretty long time ago but Jesus said we need to look at this as a sign and we need to understand the sign we need to understand and take seriously the days that we are living in. And so I want to take you back on a journey. And just I'm going to read a few scriptures and then we're going to go back. In Genesis 6, verse 3. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with men. For that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be a hundred and twenty years. You know, that was short for them back then. They lived multitudes of years. <laughs> there were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men which are of old, men of renown. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth and it grieved him in his heart. His heart was grieved what he saw. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I've created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping things, the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I've made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man, perfect in his generation, and Noah walked with God. And Noah begat three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. The earth was corrupt before God. Some people think, you know, God doesn't see what I do. God knows exactly where you are at all times. Don't kid yourself. The earth was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted 
his way upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh is come before me. For the earth is filled with violence through them, and behold, I will destroy them with the earth. So I want you to think about that. And we're going to talk about that this morning. First of all, I want you to, we'll go back 6,000 years first to the heart of God when he created this planet. And he created this planet and he created man, he created woman, he put them in this planet and he looked at it and he said, oh, he's very good. He liked his creation. And we know that Adam walked with God. Adam and Eve walked with him in the cool of the day. And it was joyous to his heart. His heart was filled because he had a family. And he was going to see the multiplication of that family. And it thrilled his heart that he had created man. And that he had created them in his very image. And that he could walk with them. And that he could talk with them. That he could fellowship with them. That he could be one with them. It was a thrill of the father's heart. And he was so excited about what was going on. And he's thinking, I want you to multiply. I want you to replenish. I want you to fill the earth with people of God. That's my vision. That's my heart. That's what I want to see. And we all know sin entered in. Corruption hit the earth. And when that corruption hit the earth, things began to decay. And things began to change. And so the heart of God was for his people. And we know he made a way of redemption. But in the process of that, what was taking place? What was going on? What were people doing? So we want to look at that. And so let's go back now. Let's go up to 5,000 years ago. And how life was because Jesus said, as the days of Noah are. So shall the coming of the Son of Man be. So we want to walk back and we want to understand what Noah was doing and what was going on in the world. Their world wasn't big like it is now, but there were people on the earth because people had multiplied and it had grown. Now you have a, a righteous lineage coming on down and it says that when Seth was born people began to hunger for God so there was a truth that was going on there was things that were right that were going on but there was also corruption going on and so between Adam and Noah it's ten generations ten generations and in those ten generations, Enoch walked with God. There were people that walked with God. There were people that hungered for God. But it seemed like the pool got a little smaller. And a little smaller. And then a little smaller. Because there was corruption in the earth. What is that moral corruption? That's really what he's talking about here. And violence, chaos in the earth. This was all going on. And Jesus said, look at these days. Because when you see it again, you need to be looking up. You need to know what's truly going on. Corruption was in the earth. Moral decay, moral decay of the people of God because they no longer hungered 
or wanted to walk with God, wanted to know God, wanted to know what God's plans were, wanted to know what God's ideas were. This, it just shrunk, kind of like today. And he said, Jesus said, look at him. What's going on? It was corrupt, so corrupt. They said marriage was going on. You think it was all sanctified marriage? You think it was just marriage between a man and a woman? You think all of this stuff is new? No, none of this stuff is new. There's nothing new under the heavens. And God, it says God saw the heart of every man. That means he looked into the heart of man. And he knew the thoughts. He knew what he did. He knew exactly what they were up to. He knew if they were living a lifestyle that was right with God or not. He knew exactly where they went. He knew where they partied, who they know who they partied with. And so he goes to Noah. Now, I don't know how God went to Noah. It doesn't give us a specific if he had a dream, if God actually appeared to him. I don't know. So I can't speculate. But God went to Noah out of, out of a heart of mercy. Because if he couldn't save this family, then there would be no other way. Because it would be so corrupt. And he loved man so much that he wanted to make sure that there was a God-fearing people left on earth. So here, God appears to Noah, and he says to Noah, Hey, Noah, the world is corrupt, and it's violent. You know it. You can read the news. You can watch the television. You can see the riots that are going on. You can see the junk that's going on. You can see the legislation going on. You know what's going on. But Noah, I need you. Noah, I need you to build me an ark. I need you to build me, really, a ship. And it's going to take a while. And Noah, while you're building this, I'm going to extend mercy. And as I extend mercy, I'm going to want you to preach to them. That's what he was doing. Can you just imagine Noah walking up to his wife and saying, Honey, I just met with God and he wants me to build a ship. A what? A ship. Because there's going to be a flood. And it's going to rain. What's rain? Come on. What is rain? And how can rain come and bring a flood? What is that? What could that possibly mean? I don't know, Noah said. He said, but he gave me instructions. He gave me in pattern and told me how to build this ark. And so he told his kids, guess what, boys? We're building an ark. Daddy, have you lost it? The vision was gone. It didn't make sense in the natural realm. Thank God. You know, if we just obey him, he doesn't have to make sense. All we have to do is obey him. So Noah gathers 
his sons and begins to make plans and look at the pattern and look at what God said. So he's got to gather all of this. But he's also thinking, I've got to warn them. I've got to warn them. I've got to warn them. I've got to be in that place that I warn these people. For God will have mercy. I know. I know my God. And I know he'll have mercy. And so, you know, he's got double duty here. You know, Peter called him a preacher of righteousness, which means he preached justice. He preached truth. And he didn't compromise. And he called sin as sin. And he was the voice, the one voice. You know, if the church doesn't rise up and be the voice, the world is going to have a louder voice. We have to deafen the voice of the world. But right now, the world is loud. And the world is speaking. I'm going to step back over into our century, and then we're going to go back over to Noah. But if you think about this, we just got a brand new man of God in the House of Representatives. Ordained of God. A Christian, a Bible-believing, a constitutional lawyer, seated in the House of Representatives, came out of nowhere but prayer. Standing for the morals, the morality of this nation. And the world is saying, I read this article, and... I don't really know who, who this guy is, but apparently he's a voice of the world. Criticized the man because he was a Christian, because he believed the Bible. Because when he stood in front of the house, he quoted the word. Stood on the word of God and didn't back down. Somebody that was standing for, somebody that's a voice, that ordained of God, was in that place. Something we pray for and believe God for is righteous men and women to rise up and be a voice for morality. That's what Noah was doing in his day. And that's why God called Noah Because he was a man after God's heart. He walked with God. And he wasn't going to let what the naysayers or the voice of the world slow him down. Now you think about as Noah built this ark. When he started just gathering the wood. Now I don't. I'm not a builder. But you're going to let me build it my way. (laughs) Whether I hammer in the wrong place or not. I'm going to build this ark. And so, you know, he gathers the wood. He looks at it. He's got all the nails and hammers and all the stuff to begin to measure out and begin to create this boat. And when he starts it, you know, Lester Summerall said it was 120 years it took him. I don't know if that's right. I can't quite make those numbers reach, but whatever it was, if it was 120 years, He's thinking, I've got time. I've got time for the mercy of God. I've got time to save souls and tell them the truth. I've got time. So he gets that part of the ark built that goes up, goes up this way. He frames it in. He's looking around. No souls coming in. Maybe they've got marches going on around the ark. Maybe they're a little ticked off that he's building the ark. You know, they're not being friendly to him because they don't want to quit their ways. They don't want to give up their thinking. They don't want to give up their lifestyle. They don't want to give up what they've got. Bless the Lord. Maybe, Maybe he told his wife. Maybe he went to her. I don't know her name. Let's just call her 
Helen. Sounds like a good name. Let's call her Helen. Helen, I've been thinking and praying. Maybe we should have some people over for dinner. Maybe if we show them the love of God, they'll want to change their wicked ways. So Helen prepares a meal, and nobody comes. Well, think about this. There's three daughter-in-laws. Where's the families? Hey, daughter-in-laws, let's invite your family over. Let's invite them. Let's talk to them. Let's tell them that God loves them. Let's tell them they can turn from their wicked ways and God will have mercy on them. And maybe because they were their daughters, the parents came and the sisters and brothers came, but nobody changed. Nobody changed because they liked immorality. They liked it. They liked their wicked ways. It, it, it said it was the earth was filled with wickedness, twisted thinking, contrary to God. That's where it is. And so he's got the boat now. It's a third of the way up. And he's thinking, whew, this is getting shaky. Lord, what do I do? I know you want to extend mercy. This is a third of the way done. Maybe that took 30 years. I don't know how long it took. God's extending mercy and saying, you've got to change the way you think. You've got to turn from your wicked ways. And he preached his heart out, begging people to change, begging people to do what's right. And nothing's changing. Now, you got to understand in this that Adam lived until 56 years. Noah's father was 56 years old. Noah never met Adam. But all these other people, what happened? They took God out. Like they've done today. They've taken God out. For a man to stand up, and many voices are talking, and say, we don't like it. What are those Christians trying to do by putting a Christian as Speaker of the House? What are they? We're going to be overrun with Christians Yes. Amen. They're fearful that God is going to invade this nation. And, and he said, he said, I believe that God is not finished with America. Amen. That means he is believing for a turnaround in this nation. And I believe that that's a sign. I believe that's a sign of God. This ark was a sign to Noah's generation. It was a sign. And he was warning people. I know they picketed with signs that said, Crazy Noah, he thinks it's going to rain. He doesn't understand that the water comes up out of the earth. He's so dumb. He's one of those Christians. Can you see it? Can you see it? So here, the ark now has windows in it. A window, a window. 
It has a big door. And the days are getting shorter. And nobody's recognizing the sign. Nobody sees what's going on because they're so in the place. I want my way. And you, Christian, aren't going to change me. If I want to have an abortion, it is my body. If I want to go to little kids and I want to sneak them from their parents, then there's a law in California now for child abuse with parents. And it's if parents won't let their child transition. If they don't, it's called child abuse. And they can get fined or thrown in jail, taken the child away. Thank you, Governor Newsom. Thank God he's not our governor. Amen. There's a law in Wisconsin. I believe it's Wisconsin, where the governor and the attorney general are now making a law. They're working on it right now. You'll love this one. If you hurt somebody's feelings, and this makes a lot of sense, and this is not for a Christian, this is for the LGBTQRSTYZ, PKLM, whatever. If you hurt their feelings because you don't have the right pronoun, You can have a fine from $5,000 because you hurt somebody's feelings. This is going on right now. This is not Noah's day, although this craziness was in Noah's day because there was corruption and violence in the earth. And Jesus said, I'm warning you. It's really what he was saying. Watch the days of Noah. Look at them. See what was going on so that you're aware of the coming of the Lord. And we have insanity and chaos going on in this generation. You vote, or if they pass this law in Wisconsin, and you hurt Somebody in the LGP, all those numbers, letters, they can take you to jail because we're going by feelings. Everything's about feelings. Let's get our feelings. And we're taught in the Word, we're not moved by our feelings. We're talking forgiveness, mercy, and grace as the days of Noah were. Look at them. Wickedness in the earth because they didn't teach their children truth. They didn't teach their children to walk with God. There was no fear of God. They made fun of Noah up until the day that he went into the ark and that door was shut and then it was too late. Now, I don't know if any of them repented when that rain was coming down and that water was coming into their house and there was nowhere to go. Maybe they did. Maybe some of them did. I don't know. The Bible doesn't tell us that. But I'm going to tell you this, when Jesus comes back and that door for seven years, people are going to live on this earth and they're going to know that what Christians said was truth. And we got to save them before they get there.
That's our job. We've got to be a voice in this world. We've got to rise up because we cannot play church. Amen. So you look at Noah, and you look at as it got closer to that time when he knew the days were short. I believe he preached like he never preached. And I believe people persecuted him, cut him down, said, we don't want to hear your voice anymore. We don't want to hear what you have to say. Disrespect. I'm telling you, the church is so disrespected today. Men and women of God are disrespected. When in early days, you respected pastors. You respected the office of men and women of God. But today, people say what they want to. They'll correct you. They'll do whatever they want to do. Noah experienced that. You cannot tell me that every time he hit the nail going into that wood, driving it, those people didn't hear it. He made a public display of the ark because he was not ashamed of the vision of God. There was no shame in Noah. There was a boldness on that man. There was a boldness that the church needs today that they're not drawing back. They're not stepping back. They're in that place that they're standing for what's right. Righteousness means, he says about Noah, he's a just man and he stood what was right. What they knew in that day that was God, it was about God. And he didn't care what they said. They took, he took the truth of what God put in his heart and he wasn't going to let anybody stop his vision. Sometimes... You know, when your dream is growing and developing and you think it's never going to come to pass, there's always a work going on. God is on the move for our nation to bring it back to a moral compass. And you've heard me say this. Morality has got to be number one again in the nation. Moral compass is what caused God to look at man, the love he had, and to look at man and say, it repents me, it grieves, his heart was grieved for mankind. I'm telling you, the heart of God is right now grieved for mankind. And we go do our own thing. And yet God's heart is crying out, first of all, to his people. First of all, to his people, because he went to Noah first. He went to Noah and he asked him, will you do this even if you've never seen rain? Will you do this, Noah, for me? Even if you don't understand what rain is. Even if you've never felt a drop of rain on your face. Noah, will you do this for me? Will you let this be a sign so people can come and get saved? Do you hear the heart of God to turn the hearts of people so that our job brings salvation and we're not silent? I'm going to say again, if we are silent, who's going to be the voice? Noah made a decision to be the voice of God. No matter what the cost. And there's a cost. 
his reputation, his family's reputation. But when you look at it and you see with a multitude of people that were on the earth, the ship fully, I believe the day before God told him to go in, Noah was still pleading with people to get right. Turn from your wicked ways. Come out of that lifestyle. Come out of aborting children. Come out of where you've come from. Come out of that and come back to God. God wants to pour out his love and his goodness, his mercy and his forgiveness. But you've got to turn. Eight people. That's it. Eight people got on that ark. That's a pretty low percentage. I don't even know if that makes a percentage. <laughs> How low would that be? Point zero 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 something. <laughs> Point zero 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 something. That's a pretty low percentage. And somebody that was pouring his heart out is because people wouldn't change. See, our nation is there. Our nation is a mess. We got to understand. You got to understand the signs of the time. Turkey called Israel, calling it for war crimes. Wonderful. Hamas attacks, and now Israel's the criminal. Iran has threatened America. And what are we doing? Our borders are open. And terrorists are coming through. Hallelujah. Signs, ladies and gentlemen. Signs of the time. Corruption is running rampant. And if you're a Christian, you're the bad guy. Moral decay. There is a solution. God's moving. But we have to be aware of the times. We cannot be ignorant. We can't go again from this church or churches. There are churches that are raising up across the land that are blowing the trumpet. The trumpet's blowing. Not too good, but it's the only trumpet I had. Trying to lighten it up a little bit. The trumpet's blowing. And the call's going out. And there are churches that are standing up and telling the truth to their people. And saying, hey, there's moral decay in America. And we need to repent. We need to get right for God. And we need to go out and we need to vote righteously. We need to rise our standards. We need to get ourselves. And we need to start moving for God instead of sitting on our ducks and doing whatever we want to do. We do not have time to play church. We cannot be silent. How loud does the voice of the world need to be before it gets our attention? The world got Noah's generation. I want you to understand that. The voice of the world became louder than the one voice of the righteous and took a world to their death, took them to the death. And I don't know if the ark was soundproof. I don't know how thick that wood was. It may be in there, but I still wouldn't know how thick it was. That if people started seeing the rain, if they went and scratched on that boat, save us, open, open it up. Open it up. Noah couldn't open it up because the hand of God closed right. it. Amen. Right. When the 
catching away of the church happens, there's nothing anybody can do. You can't get on the train then. Jesus said, look at those days because there are signs that are going to tell you when it's getting close to my coming back. Where do we put God in our lives? Where is God in our lives? Where does he fit in your calendar? Where does church fit in your calendar? If I looked at these signs, and I do, I, I look at signs. And it's checking me where I don't want to play church and I'm not going to lie anymore. I'm not lying. I've never lied to this congregation. <laughs> but I'm not going to cover over the truth. I'm going to tell you like it is. Because if I don't tell you the truth, I'm going to stand for God and I'm going to answer, and so is pastor, for your soul. And I refuse to stand before God and tell him I did not tell the truth. I covered it up. I won't do it. Because you've got to have the truth. You've got to have it. Do you know we'll answer to God for the souls of this community? Not everyone, because there's other churches. But I'm saying we've been given a responsibility. You know, I'm, I'm, we're, Pastor and I are even watching who we're hanging out with and what they're saying. Because I want, I want people that know truth and know what's going on. I want people that honor and respect our office. Well, that you may think that's self-serving. I'm not looking because I'm so great. I'm just looking at what I carry. And sometimes it gets old. It's people correcting you and saying things to you and disrespecting you. It's time the church to be the church. I'm just telling you, the coming of the Lord, I don't know when it is. But we have signs. We have signs. And that ark was a major sign. And it was too late for that generation. But I'm telling you, it's not too late for the generation where we are. We still have a voice. We still can rise up. We can still make God number one in our lives. We can still put church in the place it needs to be. We can all get in that place and get behind the vision of the house. To be a light in this community. We've got a school that we want it to be a light. These teachers, God bless our teachers. I just want to say that. God bless our teachers. Y'all, let the teachers just stand up. Stand up. We appreciate you. We thank you for what you do, that you show into these children righteousness, and you're not hiding the truth from them. And they get paid nothing for your kids. But it grieves my heart. And there's sacrifice. We try to keep education. We try to keep the price down so families can come. 
because they see the value in Christian school. And I so appreciate what you do. I can't pay you what you deserve, but I can honor you. I can pray for you. I can bless you and tell you God is well pleased with every one of you for what you're doing. You can sit down. I just, you know, the heart of God is for our children. He loves people. He loves every person. I don't care from Hamas to Hezbollah to Turkey to the Middle East to the Palestinians that are, you know, standing up and want to kill Israel. He loves them. I don't understand it because he's after souls. And he wants them saved. And he wants some rights. Our heart has got to cry out. That's how the service began today. That we will have the fire and the boldness that we need in this hour to stand for truth and not compromise. That we grab arms together And we stand up. You know, I believe with all my heart, we're going to get a lot better answers from God. I don't better answers. That's not saying that right. We'll receive a lot more blessings from the Lord when we know who we are, when we're bold in what we do, and we're not compromising. It's hard for God to bless a compromiser. He'd like to. He wants to. He's not a respecter of persons. But if we don't stand with God, how can we expect that pure blessing that he had? This is what God put on my heart. If you don't like it, talk to him. It's the truth that has to be told. There's a lot of things that people are trying to do and say. A lot of people have been lied to, put down, criticized, because the voice of the church has been silent. Patricia, come here. You've seen me say this before. We have locked arms together. Locked arms as a body of believers and standing for righteousness. You should see and hear this woman pray for our nation. You should have heard her praying in our prayer group for the House of Representatives, (laughs) calling for a righteous, calling for righteousness. She is, listen, I'm not trying to offend anybody, but her grandmother, tell me if I'm right, was a slave. Yes. She, she knows. She knows truth. She knows that, John. But she took God's word and righteousness and set her, correct me if I don't say it right, set her life in line with the word. Yes. Amen. Amen. Yes. So that we can join together. And get rid of corruption. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. We're fighting together. Yes. 
not separate. We're fighting together. We're one. Right, right. We, we stand together as one, fighting for what's right. Right. Fighting for our nation. Right. It is not a perfect nation. We know that. But there is a world that is going to hell. And we got to get our thinking right. That's right. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. We got to line ourselves up. That's right. There's something going on right now. The truth is going to be heard yep. in this house. Because I'm not. She's not, we're not putting up with lies that are just taking people, twisting them up, twisting their mind, getting them to not think right, to put them on the right plane. So when that trumpet sounds, we have an army with us that we're taking people with us. Yes. That we don't stand before God and he just look at us and say, well, now we're united yes. as a force yes. Yes. for righteousness yes. and a force for truth. Thank you for listening today. We believe God's word is what will sustain us in any situation in our lives. For more information, please visit us at familywc.org or you can download the app. Look for us as FWC Como. Until the next time, remember, you are God's best.